Now I have a male mentor who's my executive vice president at the company that I'm at now and I'm learning so much from him and he's very supportive and in a male-dominated industry, even in meetings that him and I take together. If the meeting's mostly being run by our prospective client and him, he'll always bring me up in the conversation. He'll always let them know to reach out to me as I'm the one that handles all the new clients and current clients. And he always keeps me updated and brings me along into all the meetings and teaches me every chance that he can take. He's investing in you and he's empowering you. And I can tell by your facial expression how good that makes you feel. Definitely. Welcome to Unscripted Pivots. I am your host, Danielle Sproles. And we have another great episode, another wonderful WTF woman with us today. Welcome to Natasha Campbell. Thank you for having me. Oh, gosh, I'm so glad you're here. All right, guys, she's young. She's my mentee. We'll go into that in a little bit. But I want to tell you just in a few short years what this woman has accomplished. With an extensive and well-rounded professional background, Natasha is currently making her mark as a business development manager at Black Star Contractors. Her proven track record in managing large-scale projects reflects her meticulous planning, her organizational skills, and her deep understanding of strategic growth. Her specialty lies in business administration, where her expertise is utilized to ensure optimal efficiency and profitability. But guys, she doesn't stop there. No, she does not. Always ready for new challenges and ventures, she stepped into the entrepreneurial realm, co-founding a unique and innovative product that wine enthusiasts will appreciate. This is called Third Bottle. This third bottle company, this wine travel storage solution, redefines convenience and protection for wine lovers on the go. Natasha's entrepreneurial vision, coupled with her knack for managing complex business operations, has allowed her to stand out in her career. As she continues to champion growth and innovation in her role at Black Star Contractors and with Third Bottle, her experience and expertise makes her a force to be reckoned with in the business world. And that, ladies, is why I love this woman. Welcome, Natasha. Wow. Thank you for such a lovely introduction. Well, you are all that and you're more and you're amazing and you're young and you're just getting started out. And, you know, we met at an organizational event, NAOP. We'll talk about that in a minute because we're going to talk about mentorship on this episode today. That's something that you and I hold near and dear to our hearts. But first, let's talk about the accent that is so obvious once you get a chance to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And uh, (laughs) tell us where you grew up and what's going on. Yeah, I actually grew up in Australia, Canberra, which is the capital of Australia. I grew up and when I was 18 years old, I decided to move to the United States after I finished college. And so now I'm here and I'm living life in America. Okay, let's let's take a pause. Everybody wants to like breeze through something as uh, big as their foundation. I mean, you were 18 when you left Australia, so you weren't five. You weren't, you know, part of your parents package of like going somewhere else. You obviously chose to do that, I think, on your own. So tell us first a little bit about Australia, maybe what you studied there. Is that where you went to college? Or no, you went to college here? I went to college here. I We call high school in Australia college. So grade 11 and 12 in Australia is called college. It is. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What What is college <laughs> called then? If, if, grades, if high school is called college, what is college called in Australia? University. 
I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just suspected yeah. as much. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. So you were 18. You're of legal age. Did you enjoy growing up in Australia? Let's touch on that. I loved growing up in Australia. I definitely have more of an appreciation for my country now that I've visited and I've spent a few years abroad. But I grew up in Australia with both my parents and both my parents were very hard working mm. entrepreneurs as well. My mom is always has always been in the legal field and then my dad was in the restoration and has a leading uh, restoration company in Australia. And I learned from both of them. I thought I was going to follow my mom's footsteps and footsteps and go into the legal field, but I followed my dad's footsteps and I went into the construction field. Okay. So it comes from somewhere because the construction industry is really predominantly a male, you know, industry, right? And and I, I, I'm seeing more and more, but that's because we're part of crew. That's how we, well, that's how we're aligned today. That's not exactly where we met, but I do see a fair amount of women and that is growing in the construction field. And I'm very excited about that. And you're such a beautiful addition to it because you bring such a vibrancy to that. You really, really do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so excited to learn a little bit more about what you're doing at Black Star and how your dad's influence. So just go ahead, let the story fly. Tell us what you want to tell us. Yeah. So my dad has, he came from a very hardworking family and I always saw him, how he worked and he really is my inspiration. And we now have a special relationship and special bond because he now helps me with the business development. He's the CEO of his company. So Obviously, he does a lot of business development and marketing, and it's two different industries. He is in the restoration industry, and I'm uh, construction, but we give each other tools and resources. I'm currently working with a client right now, and they're based in Australia as well. Actually, I'm working with two clients based in Australia right now. Excellent. And and my dad actually gave me one of the leads as well. So he helps me all the way across the pond. (laughs) So I I assume you have dual citizenship then, correct? Yes. I was born with dual citizenship. Both my parents were actually born in America and migrated to Australia. Uh, My dad when he was seven years old and my mom in her 30s. So when you came over at age 18, did you do that because you wanted to go to college slash university in America? Were they with you or what did that look like? Well, I honestly just wanted to go for a 10 month gap year and I was supposed to stay in America for three months and then travel Europe for another six to seven months with some friends. And two weeks into my trip, I decided to cancel that travel and stay in America. And I called my parents and I told them that I wasn't moving back to Australia. So I, <laughs> I stayed the rest of the 10 months in, in America. And then I went back to Australia for six months and then traveled Europe with my family for three months. And then I moved to America. I did my big move. That's a huge pivot. So what was going to be just an exploratory phase for you, you know, which uh, many people, younger people do do that, you know, before they begin maybe college or even a big job, they think like this is the time and opportunity to do it when I'm not otherwise committed to anything that's going to kind of weigh me down. Definitely. That wasn't even, you know, it's really, it's, it's incredible that you saw more of an opportunity to stay here and what you could accomplish here. And that's been how many years now? How old are you? I'm 25 now. And so it's been six years. 
Okay. So yes, you're my, you're well. My, look, look at you counting. She's counting yeah, everybody. She's got to think. You know what? It's only this. This is hilarious because it's usually people who are much older than you that have to actually go. How many years? Because they're counting so many. You're you're counting a couple. Come on, Natasha. You're too young to be counting. And, you know, with some thought. Okay, you are so funny. So we met at a commercial real estate industry event. A up event. Yeah, NAOP. And so that focuses on office and industrial, that asset class. And Natasha and I were thrown into a brainstorming group. There was a women's luncheon. It was really fantastic, terrific panel. And then they just kind of randomly divided us up and asked us some questions and people were brainstorming and like probably about groups of 10 or 12. And then that lasted for maybe 20 minutes. And then we were invited back to our seats. And upon making our return, uh, it was announced that somebody was going to be the voice for that particular group. And unbeknownst to our group, uh, we were not writing notes. We were having very great conversation. And it was, I mean, the details were flying. It was very interesting. But nobody was prepared to just represent or collectively like had the information down. And so everybody looked at everybody in our group and they were like, no, no, thank you. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. And then I don't know how I said, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> because I didn't want to jump at the chance necessarily, but this is what we do, right? We, we step up and it needed to be done. And I like to make uh, small matters when there are small matters and not a big deal of these things anymore. So I got up and I, I guess I summarized, I don't even know what came out of my mouth, but from there, I know what came out of the situation. You, you came up to me afterwards, after the event had concluded, and wanted to meet with me, take me to lunch, and get to know me. And that was such a great gift. That, so tell me a little bit about your experience on that end. Yeah, I honestly just remember you when you were speaking, it was so inspirational, and you did it so flawlessly and so elegantly. And that really was the biggest inspiration to me because I am someone that absolutely hates public speaking. So I was not volunteering myself to, to the public speaking. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. So I, I took a leap of faith and I went up to you and I just, I didn't have any expectations of how our conversation was going to go or what you were going to say. And I just wanted to take you out to lunch to just See how you got where you went and I didn't even know what you did we spoke briefly but I didn't even know anything about titles so that was a big leap for me and now here we are and you're my mentor and I'm <laughs> yes. so honored and just so grateful that I took that leap and asked you to lunch <laughs> Let, let's let's talk about that then right a leap of faith when I got up there to speak I, I, that in the first one minute of that, I was like, wait, wait, what do we all talk about? Like, you know, you can go blank when you're just going to stand up and address a group. And I really didn't know many of the people that were there, but, you know, just did it. Right. And it came out well, obviously, because this was what you brought you to me. And then you took a leap of faith after I took a leap of faith. And what I'm going to call that is like the ripple effect, right? And you saw some courage in me and then you had the courage to approach me because I know that the younger generation sometimes, you know, they hem and haw about, oh, should I bother that person? Are they going to want to speak to me? And you did it anyway. And this is what I see in you that just absolutely tickles me is that you you move forward with such courage in, in big ways and small ways, but you know what you want and you go for it. So it is such a pleasure to be aligned with you at Crew. So now we're, we know each other and we're you know, mentoring you with commercial real estate for women. 
And it was almost like, you know, this elongated relationship. We had met about a year ago. And then when Crew rolled out their 2023 mentorship program, you and I had both decided that we were going to be paired up even before the event. We filled out our papers even before they were like necessarily issued. And it was a done deal because it was a continuation of what was going to be to come and to grow, to grow that relationship in a more formal way. I want to read something that I thought was really cool. And this was um, said by Sheryl Sandberg, who was the former COO of Facebook. The importance of mentorship, she remarks, never underestimate the power of mentorship. A candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. It's about learning, growing, and empowering. And I'm like, I love that. I love that. And I love that, especially woman to woman. There is a definite movement of women helping other women that didn't exist 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Women historically have been very guarded about sharing their resources and sharing the light, whether it's out of concern that there's only a certain amount of spots at the table, or they don't want to utilize their political capital internally or with their clients for another woman's sake, or there could even be jealousy. There can be so many toxic Mm -hmm. character defects that can come into play. I'm seeing that less and less and less. And one of the reasons that I'm so proactive about mentorship is because I want to participate and contribute to that movement. I believe women helping other women, empowerment of women is just a a passion of mine. You know, I talk about it on my podcast all the time. I mean, that's even how this came to be. So it's such a pleasure to get to know you in that space and to, you know, kind of help you along and to brainstorm. And it's a two-way street. For me, you you come in with thoughts and ideas and, and just angles, perspectives that I might not have otherwise considered. So I'm really enjoying this relationship a whole a whole lot. And it'll continue beyond 2023. I think you and I are going to be friends for life. There's no timeline on it, nor does it matter the age difference, right? Exactly. Um, so I'm loving that. Now, I know there have been other women that have been very helpful to you and that really you shared with me kind of cemented your interest in the construction industry. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, of course. My So I'm at my second commercial uh, construction company. And so the first commercial construction company that I was at, which started my career, the senior project manager, Kim, she really took me under her wing and she taught me all of the ins and outs, especially tenant improvement for commercial construction. And she, I ended up becoming her project engineer. And from there, she was grooming me to be a project manager and instead of taking the project manager approach and pathway I ended up going into business development and marketing and without the knowledge that Kim had taught me I would not be in the position that I am in now and have the knowledge and the skills that I do in this industry and I'm continuously learning and now I have a male mentor who's my executive vice president Uh, the company that I'm at now and I'm learning so much from him and he's even more inspiring as well and I'm learning about land entitlement and development and larger ground up and tilt ups so Mm -hmm. I'm fine I'm just 
submerged in all of this information and experience. And I love his approach because they have two different approaches, but I've learned two different sets of skills from them. And he's very about women empowering and he's very supportive and in a male dominated industry, even in meetings that we take together, if the meetings mostly being run by our prospective client and him, he'll always bring me up in the conversation. He'll always let them know to reach out to me as I'm the one that handles all the new clients and current clients. And he always keeps me updated and brings me along into all the meetings and teaches me uh, every chance that he can take. He's investing in you and he's empowering you. And I can tell by your facial expression how good that makes you feel. Definitely. It's really important. I mean, mentors don't have to be gender specific. I think there's something really neat about having them in many pockets of your life because, you know, you're young and you're starting out. But I'll tell you, there is no age limit to being mentored. There just isn't. If if a person wants to stay in a growth mindset and remain curious and know that there's other things that they could always continually learn, they'll lean in so you can work it from both angles. Now, have you ever had a chance to mentor somebody in any capacity? I like to think that I have. I like to think that I mentor my younger cousins where I'm a very, I have a very close family Mm-hmm. And I'm mentoring them to move to the to my country now, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring the family. Exactly, bring them all over. But I would also say I mentor a few of my friends that I met them outside of this industry and they were dealing with uh, some stressful things at the end of last year and I've been through them and I, I'd like to think that I mentored them through certain situations and now we... Uh, we actually mentor each other and she's growing in her industry and I'm growing in my industry and we bounce ideas off of each other. Uh, she's older than me as well. And so I don't think there's a age limit of when you can mentor and when you can't mentor. No, there's not. It, it's, it's, it's more about the road that you have traveled, right? So we're best able to help the people that we used to be. And it doesn't matter how old anybody is, right? So you have a lot of experience in relocation. I mean, with your dual citizenship and living in one country, now another, and being in the male-dominated field of construction, there's a lot of things that you can add value to somebody else, you know, even though, you know, you're still young and, and still growing. What do you see in the construction industry? What would be the biggest joy? For you as a woman in there, you shared that you do have a lot of the internal support at Black Star. So that's that's going extremely well. And that's a relatively new position, correct? I think you joined them in March of this year, but it wasn't your first gig in construction. Yeah. Construction is where you live. What is the best thing about, you know, being there? Do you find that you surprise a lot of the clients because of your knowledge base and they're thinking like, look, let's face it, you're, you're young, but you're also beautiful. And while those things are wonderful in our personal lives, they can actually present challenges in the professional arena, right? Like, will you be taken seriously? Definitely. So, So tell us a story or give me an example of when you recognized you were surprising somebody by your experience and intelligence around construction. Was there ever a meeting or a situation where you're like, look at that, now they, they know that I have a voice? And you felt validated. 
I'm actually glad you asked that question today because I actually had that experience today, but and I don't oh. think I would have had an answer <laughs> if it wasn't. <laughs> you didn't ask it to me today. But yes, this morning I actually was, I jumped on a call and it was a surprise call at 7.45 this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone, I reached out to a company and they ended up uh, giving my information to their senior construction manager. And I've looked him up and he's an elder, elderly gentleman and it's a very reputable company. And so I was even a little bit nervous having setting up a meeting and he called me out of the blue at 7.45 in the morning on my way to work and he asked to talk to me and every single answer I I gave him and from the questions that he had asked, he was always, he always gave a little pause at the end and he was surprised. I could tell that he was surprised by my answer. And at the end, he's like, I'm really glad I called. I was a little bit nervous. I looked up your Insta- uh, Instagram, your LinkedIn, <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't sure how this was going. I, I mm-hmm. wasn't sure how this was going to go. And so he gave me a compliment and that was really nice. And that boosted my confidence a mm-hmm. whole lot. And So I think even just with conversations and obviously I sound young. So when people meet me over the phone or over a Zoom, I look young, I sound young, but that's okay. But you know, these moments, like the one that you just shared and experienced today, they're like mile markers, right? We, uh, we keep them within us and they make us, you know, a little bit more courageous each time they occur. And then it'll just be as fluid as it was when you saw me speaking, because it just becomes our default. You know, we can just step in and step up like on the fly, right? And, and you're on your way to doing that so well. It is such a joy to, to witness. So tell me a little bit about where you've struggled being a female in construction. And it could be, you know, in your recent position or maybe a year ago. With that, you don't have to name names, but just share like what some of the things that you do see that have been frustrating that you've overcome. I think with my previous employers, the going into meetings with my higher ups and he was a male as well and he would dominate the conversation and wouldn't really give me a chance to speak or share my knowledge or my experience or even my ideas for certain situations. And so getting that independence was challenging at my previous employers. I would say that was probably the biggest challenge, but I don't experience that now. My higher ups are all very collaborative now and they're all very welcoming and extremely intelligent and they could hold the whole entire conversation, but they let me and they encouraged me to put my input in in the conversation. Well, now I really understand why you're such a fan of your position at Blackstar. So you're wowing them on the inside, you're wowing the clients on the outside. And so you've arrived <laughs> at like a full experience and that's where you'll grow. That's where you'll grow. What type of things are you working on? Any great projects that you want to share with us and what your contribution is in that space? Yeah. So I think our most interesting project that we have right now is a full development uh, which the land has been entitled, um, it has been zoned a few different ways. And we're bringing in the different zonings and helping our developer rezone the land as well as develop it. So it's actually just finished being rezoned. And now we're doing the medical, it, there'll be a Starbucks, there'll be a gas station, there'll be a, uh, two other drive-through 
food establishments as well as retail. And so there's a bit of everything on this block of land and it's uh, it'll be a very fun and interesting development and I'm excited to see where it goes. But I've had, a, I actually helped bring in the client, uh, not through my connections, but through the connections of my executive vice president, but I mm -hmm. really pursued with that one. And so now we have the project and that's been my proud little baby and I get to see it all the way through. And when you say clients in with your company, who are you touching? Is it going to be the future tenants? Is it going to be the owner of the land? Like who exactly are the first points of contact for you? So it really depends on what area of construction that we're doing. So we do tilt up, ground up and tilt up for uh, industrial and commercial buildings. But we also do the tenant improvement and land entitlement. So we can work anywhere through with the developers, property management, and also the tenants as well. Do you have a favorite part, like a favorite type of project when you think about that? Honestly, I've been really enjoying the land entitlement, which takes three to five years. So I wasn't going to guess that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was no. going to think that that was the one that you hated because of the, the time involved and just the angst and the process is just so, you know, uh, thorny, for lack of a better word, right? I thought I was going to be the exact same way, but I don't know. It's been very interesting and I've been learning about the zoning as well and just the strategics behind it, that's very interesting. So as you know, I'm in commercial title insurance and I just joined Stewart Title Guarantee Company. I'm thrilled. I am so thrilled. Yay. Like today was my actual real official day. So just loving it. Just loving the team that I'm oh my working gosh, congratulations. with. Yeah, really excited. But um, title insurance, there's zoning and land entitlement and all these things have been part of, you know, touching my career for years. Now I'm in business development. So I'm out there, you know, growing the client base and you know, retention is very important and do it nationally. I do it across all asset classes. So I'm out there doing the selling. I am familiar with obviously the policies and the thing they're asking for because I know zoning and then zoning endorsements and all the things that go around those decisions that you're doing in a whole nother space. And yet you and I, our worlds don't really collide when it comes to when we get put into the game, right? You're there and, and yeah. done before I even really happen unless there's a land acquisition and then I'm part of that. But um, yeah, it, it's funny. We don't really interface our two worlds. But let's talk about that for a minute. So we're part of Crew, Commercial Real Estate for Women. And that's to the mission around Crew is to elevate women in the commercial real estate space. And we're loving that. But it's a networking organization, right? So in addition to doing that, we're there to refer business to one another, to help each other, to grow our client base. And referrals are a big yeah. part of that. I mean, are you, you've been part of Crew now for how long? I joined at the end of last year. I went to a few events uh, middle of last year, but I think I officially joined at the end of last year. Yeah, that's, that's what I remember. And I am vice president, well, we call it president-elect. So I'll be president in 2024. I'm also a delegate for them. I spend a lot of volunteer hours with them, and it is time well spent. I love our Orange County chapter and all the things that it represents and that it does for the local community. And I know that you're feeling the same. We're now past, I think we've Maybe we have 194 members where last year we were at maybe like 140. We are growing in wow. leaps and bounds. Yeah, we really are. So 
I want to encourage you to continue to spread the word about your experience around that and even to enlarge maybe the presence of the construction women that are in our chapter. We do have we do have a few. We have a few, but I'd like to even see more than that. Yeah. So do we have any parting words? What are you thinking about doing next week? It can be about your personal life. Do you have any travels planned? What's going on with you? I have a few travels planned. I'm traveling a lot in the United States this year for work and um, pleasure. But I was telling my family the other day that that doesn't count as travel to me. Unless I'm in Europe and (laughs) on the beach, it's not travel. (laughs) But no, I was, I want next year my goal is to travel more to the you mentioned third bottle at the start of our podcast and I want to bring that uh, to the public more as soon as we have our prototype and as soon as we have our website launched. So you'll be hearing about that soon. So that's my personal net in business. I want to grow the company at my executive vice president and I spoke last week and we have a clear vision of how we're wanting to grow the company and I'm excited for all the big changes and revamping of our company and all of that. That's awesome that you get to grow with them and you're growing up within that, that, that office. That's, that's just really, really terrific. You know, I, I don't want to let go until you tell us a little bit more about how you came to think of third bottle and I know it's patent pending, so you, you may need to be a little sensitive about the what you're going to share with everybody, but it's really incredible that you also have your hand in that creative space. So could you just share with us a little bit about how you came up with that concept? I believe you have a partner in Third Bottle. Yeah. What caused you to do it? Uh, did you break a bottle of wine in your luggage? Like, like where, where did you say, oh, we, we cannot have this happen again? I mean, did you suffer some consequence <laughs> that incited you to yeah. fix your problem? Okay, well, let's, let's hear it. What happened? Honestly, that's exactly what happened. Not for me, but uh, for the founder. And she is a wine enthusiast. And she was actually traveling in her RV and broke a case of wine, which... I can't relate to the pain, but apparently it's a painful <laughs> experience. It's happened to <laughs> I'm me. The, it, it, I'm not the yeah. <laughs> It's no good for the clothes either. So no. Exactly. And okay. So she tried finding a product to help her with this problem and could never find anything on the market. So she came to me and she created this cardboard box prototype, if that's what you can call it. And mm-hmm. we ended up going into the design phase and spoke with a few attorneys and patent attorneys and where it's patent pending currently. And I, I think in a few weeks, uh, it will be approved. And then once that's done, then we can make a prototype and uh, it can actually go into manufacturing. So that's our little entrepreneur product. And I'm really excited about it, actually, because it's not just for alcohol. You can carry a lot in these uh, bags, and it's for travel lovers because I'm I'm a very big travel lover. And yes, you are. <laughs> That's fantastic, and you're really getting to see what that looks like to launch a product, right? How long a patent takes, and then when you go into the manufacturing oh, yeah. space, right? That'll be a whole nother life lesson. But you're doing it, and it's it's really cool that you're so multifaceted, and that you're you know you're expanding the way you are. Yeah. I just want to say it's been so great having you on the show. It's even more wonderful, of course, having you in my life. 
I love you and, and cherish our relationship, our mentorship relationship. And Aww. you are a real example of why it is that I give my time and my effort and my love to another woman that's coming up the chain. And it's really cool because you have no interest or inclination to become a title insurance executive, <laughs> which is what I am. And I, I just, I want to point out that that mentorship doesn't always have to be aligned with the exact role or title that somebody is doing, right? It's like the meeting of the minds and it's the elevation of another person by giving them, you know, your, your experience. I give you my time. I share my resources and you do the same. And that's why our relationship works so well because we're both committed to it. There's a level of commitment that has to exist if mentorship is really going to work. Exactly. So I thank you for coming up to me at that NAOP luncheon for having your leap of faith after I had my leap of faith. And this is what happens when we act with courage. And here we are. So well, thanks thank for coming you. on and appreciate that. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Before you go, I really want to thank you for joining me today. I really do appreciate you. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate and review Unscripted Pivots on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps me improve and reach more listeners just like yourself. And remember to subscribe to stay updated on future episodes released every Wednesday morning. I have more great content and stories from WTF women coming your way. Until then, 